Hi everyone, this is the backstory of part two of Mel and the all-male panel. Isn't that fun, isn't that cute? Mel and the all-male panel, I know. Um, and my husband said not to say Mel and the men, he didn't like that, so I actually switched, just so you know, this is like the inside scoop. I actually switched the title of that based on my husband, Chris. But this show was because at a dinner party, I was talking with my girlfriends, and we were complaining, I don't wanna say complaining, we were trying to encourage one another in our marriages. And one of the challenges that we found that was similar in all of the conversations with the women around the table was that our men did not have best friends. And what was, what was the problem was, they were always saying that we were their best friends, which I think is, is good, but we can't be to our husbands everything they want us to be or can be. I mean, I'm thankful my husband Chris has an amazing guy friend, Nick, and there are times where I'm like, honey, go call Nick. I can't talk through this with you in the way that you need and desire, so go talk to Nick. So it's been really cool. So we're a very unique couple that way. But most of my girlfriends, their husbands do not have best friends. And so the backstory of this is that I want to do a show to ask guys, ask them why they don't have best friends. Like, women can come up with the ideas. We have no problem talking and coming up with solutions to change the world and to change our husbands and to change our kids. But we needed to hear from men why. And when you watch the show, it'll be very interesting what you hear from them because some of the answers surprised me and some didn't. Then the second part um, of this show was for me um, in light of Me Too, and I have not done a show on Me Too. There's been a lot of caution in how I would speak to it. Uh, but I've had to really pray and discern and, and figure out when and how I will talk about th that whole uh, hashtag Me Too movement. But I wanted to ask these men, aside from your relationship with your wife or your daughter, how should we as men and women work together and be together? And I wanted men to say it. I wanted men to say, we need to look at women this way. We need to be champions of women this way. I know what I need, but I wanted to hear from them what they, they think uh, they need to do and put and honestly put the onus on them and so these shows were really me sitting in a posture of listening I really wanted to do a show on me not talking as much and just listening uh, to men share their honest thoughts and hopefully creating a safe space where they felt comfortable and if when you watch these two shows I think you'll really really sense that so this show is really for all of my girlfriends out there hi everybody uh, to help them in their marriages, to encourage all of my buddies who don't have best friends, dudes, you need to get a best friend. And yet the funny part is, is that I can't define what that friend is for you, you need to define it. But we just, here's the thing, I'll end it with this. The heart motivation behind this show and your wife saying get a best friend is because we love you and we want you to become the best version of yourself. And sometimes it's not me to speak into your life in that way. You just need a buddy who can just be honest and speak life into you. That's the motivation. So that's the backstory of this, um, this show. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope all the men of the world watch this show too. Bye. <laughs> Well, today on the show, I am definitely outnumbered. Because I'm the co-host, and we have an all-male panel. <laughs> but we're talking about relationships, so I'm feeling right at home, Matt. Not just relationships, <laughs> but how guys can form close relationships and how men and women should relate to one another in healthy ways in the workplace and in everyday life. That's next on See Here Love. You are seen, you are heard.
Well, welcome back to See Here Love. And yes, it does look different because I have the all-male panel back with me. I couldn't get enough of you guys. Yes. Oh, it's been fun. You, you either. So good. The energy, the authenticity, mm. which sounds so very counter to what men usually sound like or do, right? Like open, honest, but I really appreciate you sharing. I know, what a great setup for you guys. Great, well, why don't we just start off with some introductions just in case people miss part one yes. of our show. Go go ahead, Sean. Well, I'm Sean, I'm married to Mireille. I have three boys and I am a missionary create, content creator, that kind of a guy. And a skateboarder. Skateboarder, yes. Awesome. I'm skate right now. <laughs> I'm Theo and I'm a third year Sheridan student studying music theater. Awesome, mm. that's good. I'm Dave. I'm married to Kelly for 27 years. We have three adult boys, and I'm the vice president for Young Life of Canada. And the sage of the group. Clearly. The <laughs> Clearly. old guy. The yeah, old guy. I'm the old guy. And I cannot believe that we are back together again, Matt, co-hosting Extraordinaire, <laughs> and again, first time ever, and you've done an yeah. amazing job. Thanks. It's been fun. It's really good. Well, <laughs> let's dive right into our topic today, because it's all about relationships. And I want to start off with our news and views that's directed this, and I want your thoughts as I say this. So again, from the Movember website, which is a website for uh, mental health, 70% of men say their friends can definitely rely on them for anything that they need or want. But only 48% of men said they rely on their friends. So there are more people, more guys say that, yeah, um, their friends can rely on them, but when it comes to relying on other people, it's a lot less. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you guys? Is that true, or is that like, whoa, that surprises you, that stat? I feel like that makes sense. Really? Yeah, I think we want to be the one that's available for people who need help, but it's a lot harder to be like, and now I'm in the spot where but I I'm need gonna that. ask for help, yeah. <clears throat> Why is that? Why do you guys struggle with asking for help? I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. I think pride's part of the issue, yeah. but I think mm -hmm. it's also just our, 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 our mental makeup, like we're like, oh, I, I can do this. Yeah. I just have to press through and, and if I get to the other side, yeah, we're gonna be there. And then again, we get to, uh, people get to put us in a position where they're asking us for help as opposed to us asking for help because it's very humbling to ask for help when you mm -hmm. genuinely need help because you don't have an answer. Oh. Yeah, the little things like, hey, can you help me change my brakes or something? Like we can bat that stuff around, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the real stuff, yeah. hey, like I'm struggling with my being kids. a dad to my kids, yeah. struggling with, relationship with my wife or feel like I have no sense of like purpose in my work. Those are way harder to admit. It feels like we're kind of cracking open. Well, because sometimes I think, who would I go talk to about that? Mm -hmm. uh, because I think we're all, and that's the problem is I think, mm -hmm. well, is there someone out there who actually could help me? Because we all are, mm -hmm. are pretty screwed up. Yeah. And uh, is there someone who could help? Hmm. There's definitely someone who can help me change my tire. Right. Uh, but can someone not me? You can't. No. <laughs> Could someone like speak into my your yeah. probably better. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's really. I guess that's hmm. foreign for me because when I've gone through some really difficult challenges in my life, I had no problem reaching out Here. because I knew I needed my community and people to help me because I knew that if I didn't, I would drown and I wouldn't make it back up. Is what it, it, it's just my own experience. Here's a quick one. I, I I mean I've worked in Young Life for 30 years with teenagers. It is amazing to me how many young adolescent boys don't have a stable or a significant father figure in their life, mm -hmm. never have had one, don't have one now, have had many. And so who's their role model that they're looking to? to who's going to help answer some of this stuff for them? They, they just don't have one. So then they grow up into their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Go, okay, well, 
I guess I've had to do it by myself and rely on myself alone. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's learning and listening for me as I hear this, because I think as, as a woman, to encourage men to say, you know, it's okay to ask for help and to rely on others. Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't show weakness. Mm -hmm. It actually shows strength mm -hmm. to ask, mm -hmm. right? And if, if you want to get healthy or, or step forward, you're gonna need help from people. Mm -hmm. It's that song, a little help from your friends, right? Yeah. You, get, you gotta get a little help from your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe Theo should sing that after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome thoughts, you guys. Thank you so much for that in our news and views. Uh, when we come back, we'll discuss together why so many guys seem to struggle and lack a best friend. So I'm really looking forward to this next discussion because it actually came out of a conversation I had with my girlfriends who were kind of complaining to say, how come my husband does not have a best friend? It's cool <laughs> that I'm their best friend. But when I say, okay, it's time for you to go talk to your, your guy about these issues, mm. they're like, I don't have somebody. Mm. And after a whole dinner, um, I was like, that seems like a big issue because a lot of the women around me were saying the same thing. Our husbands do not have a go-to guy to talk about real deep issues. Mm. So I'm throwing it out to you hmm. because you're gonna answer the question for all of the women in the world who struggle <laughs> that their husbands do not have best friends. Get a friend. <laughs> Get a friend. So first of all, I think is why not? Hmm. Why not? Why do you guys not have the go-to guy where they can be like deep dive, share, cry, and be vulnerable with? How come? I think sometimes there's a different expectation of what I think a best friend is. It's different than what Kelly's is. I don't need to use 10,000 words to have a great <laughs> conversation with my buddy. Uh, flip side, I think as well to say, I think I'm just lazy sometimes. Like hmm. it, it costs something, and I think, ah, do I want to work that hard? Mm. And uh, so I take the easy route. And men take the easy route sometimes. Wow, mm. okay. So being lazy, I just don't want to work hard at a relationship. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think that from, like, you know, I come from a sports background, and now outside of the sports background, and looking at, like, all of the things that pull on you, mm. you know, like, the, the, there's so many things pulling on you. And I'm sure, as any parent has done, when nine o'clock hits and everybody is totally out and my wife is sleeping, I'm like on the couch and I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself, but I like the hum. I can hear the hum of the electronics doing nothing. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that becomes part of our, I, I, like our, our thought pattern, because we like, if I, like you said, if I go out to a friend, that's, that's free time that I have now excluded from myself. It's gonna cost me something yeah, yeah. to be a friend uh, and, and, and hang out with somebody when I could just, Stay here. Mm. So, do you share all your feelings with your wife? Like, I, like that. I guess. So then, who do you share? If you don't share with your wife all the stuff that you're feeling or doing and your angst, then who do you share it with? I love how you set up the question because you said <laughs> your adjectives were someone to sit down and share with, be vulnerable with, and cry with. And I'm like, I don't know how many guys would define yeah. a best friend as yeah. with those adjectives. So, okay, so my the definition top. then is different as a woman. Not yes. that those things we want yeah. someone to share sure. and talk yeah. about life with. At sometimes we need to be vulnerable. Sometimes that may even tip into emotion yeah. and you call your friend. Okay. But it's interesting that your three words would yeah. be like, oh yeah, well, I, <laughs> I got no friends. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I do, I do think though, uh, part of my dynamic being a pastor has really impacted and shaped. I would say I had lots of friends. Yeah, yeah in my like, teens and 20s, and then became a youth pastor. I felt like that kind of weeded out some people, <laughs> uh, different pastoral roles, and now as like a senior pastor, church planter, overseeing church planting for a network. It feels like lonelier, to be honest. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it's not that friends have deserted, 
but I feel like your pool of available friendships is narrower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's because I've changed. I have definitely changed um, if it's an age and stage thing. But I, I think sometimes kind of what I do and what I sense God calling me into and as I chase after that sometimes limits. Uh, I've talked to people before in, in different leadership roles and they say as you kind of grow older and have maybe different positions of influence, I don't want to say more significant, but different positions yeah. of influence, it becomes lonelier. Yes. Mm. And so I, I don't know what to do with all that, but I yeah. think it's true. I think there are... I would agree. You, you would, Dave? 100%. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just a yeah. reality. And I think the nervousness factor is I need to still continue to reach out to some, some of the best friends who live across the country. Mm-hmm. And it, it's easy to take them for granted because we've had a rich history together. But I think, oh yeah, be intentional mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise five years will pass and go, oh gosh, now I'm, all I'm doing is catching up on news mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. but do you, moving ahead. But do you all see the benefit of a best friend? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You really do. Yeah, for sure. You do. Okay, because at first, the way it sounded at first, I'm like, maybe they don't need best guy friends. Maybe I assume that every guy needs a go-to guy. But you're all saying, yeah. Oh, for sure. And can I also say that it's really unique to me sometimes that where you say, and some of your girlfriends, we just need our husbands to go to someone else. I think often that isn't the case that some guys are experiencing in their marriages, where if they try to maintain, it can feel like, but what about me? I want to be that person. And I think part of that is, you know, figuring out, in a, especially in a marriage dynamic, what does it look like? Who can I be for you and who am I not for you? And where do other people play in? And that's part of like learning how you interact with your spouse and discovering all that. To get to the point where you're like, man, that's not my convo. You need to go <laughs> talk to someone. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. What would you say then to encourage women on how to encourage their, you know, their husband or, you know, man friend to go find friends. Like, I don't want to be a nagging wife. Mm-hmm. Now right. I have a uniqueness where, you know, Chris has a best friend, so it's been a really interesting, unique experience because he'll, I'll say, go talk to Nick, and he'll say, go talk to Mars, so we have that. Mm-hmm. But what can women do then to really encourage men uh, to, to maybe step out and find a friend? Well, I think Matt kind of touched on, like, those three things that you defined as, like, what would be a friend? And then we look, look back and like, well, maybe not particularly. And then the way that our relationship as, 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 as friends with, uh, with another man might look a lot different, but the relationship is just as significant. Like mm. if, when I go out fishing with one of my buddies, mm. we're really good friends. <clears throat> but if you were to take a, 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 maybe a generalization of what, how much words were talked between the three of us. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Like, what, right. You'd be like, yeah. what, what's going on? And they just spent like, you know, six hours yeah, yeah. together. What you talking and about? And it was the best time of their life. <laughs> right. like, you know, you'd hear like me, I'd be like, hook up. And I'm yeah, on yeah. the fish. And then yeah. get the net. That's the whole conversation. Right. And yeah. then that's quality wow. time. Best friend, that's shared, quality shared, time. shared experience. Shared experience. Yeah. 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 Right. So yeah. it's not always talking mm. and sharing, but totally. you shared experience that you're there for them. Totally. Yeah. Okay. This is learning. I think that's good. I think this is just starting the conversation as, as we go into relationships. But I think it's good. And maybe I just need to redefine friendships differently for men and for women, possibly. Mm. I just, I say this out of love for you guys and for men to say, I want sort of this fullness and robust experience of life. And I, I find that with friends. And that's what I hope you do and men do too. Mm-hmm. So it comes from a good place, yeah. right? And that's I, what and I'm I say. And I'm so it. aware 
of when there's trauma or loss or injury or, or pain, I better have somebody I can yeah. go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, speaking of relationships and working through friendships and best friends, let's go now to Song and Story with Brooke, Steve, and Joanna as they share their song and their story and encourage us today. Thanks, Mel. Wow, it's so um, encouraging to hear, I don't know, that you want to like find these relationships, these godly relationships yeah. around you, whether mm-hmm. that's like a relationship or a friendship with yeah. another uh, man or female. Uh, The song that comes to me for this week is Build My Life. There's this line that says, uh, fill me with your heart and uh, lead me in your love to those around me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just think like what a prayer to not only just sing, but to pray that we would be filled uh, and led and led with God's love and that he would open our eyes. That's right. Uh, Yeah. So this is Build My Life. the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever save worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we live for you holy there is no favorites right now. John 13, 34, 35. It's a verse a lot of us know. And it's this command from Jesus, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, Mm. everyone will know that you are my disciple. So good. Mm. If you love one another. Yeah. yeah, and so it's this. The song, right, is about building your life on love. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like when you think about that in friendships, Steve? Yeah, it's, I always think about that. Uh, I think it was the founder of World Vision that quote, like, "Break my heart for what breaks yours." Like mm. that, that idea of like, if I can understand how God sees other people, and even that's every relationship, but friends too, and how like we treat our friends and how we invest time in our friends and the people that we love, I think that changes your perspective from what do I get out of a relationship or a friendship and what does 
what am I giving? What am I bringing yeah, yeah. to the friendship? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's so good. That's why I married him. <laughs> Among other reasons. <laughs> when I'm thinking about this, like in the in the conversation today, even talking about relationships yeah. and this weird world we live in of the digital dating stuff, mm. it's this very superficial thing for a lot of people. And I guess it can be even in real life, but but this idea of going uh, to a place of more depth in our relationships where mm. we're loving and caring. And I love how the song is is a prayer of like lead us yeah. in love because we don't know how to do it. Like yeah. we're gonna mess this up in our in our personal lives, our friendships, our dating, um, all our family relationships. Mm-hmm. But like if God would lead us in mm. love, He will help us love others. And this is a really hard thing to do, but I mean, looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. Yeah, mm. that's something that I think for the rest of our lives we will be like, like yeah. leaning towards for sure. Yeah. Okay, back to you, Mel. Well, we're back with our all-male panel learning about relationships. We just came out of talking about guy friends, and now we're going to move into a very spicy conversation on how men and women should relate. Now, this is not in the context of marriage or our daughters, but how should men and women relate in the workplace and in our church and community neighborhood um, in light of a lot of the tensions that we have experienced, whether it's Me Too, church to and other things, how should we relate and be with one another? Mm. It's big, I know we don't have three hours, but I feel like it's an important discussion Mm. that we need to bring to the forefront, especially as followers of Jesus. Mm. Let's be the speakers of this and the modelers of this in a healthy way for our society, country, and the world. Mm. So what would you say as men, it's big, as what your thoughts are of how you're making sort of those good decisions on how to relate with women? Wow. I can jump in. Go, jump. So one of the things that I've learned and that uh, Bobby has helped teach me, my wife, is that I want her to help set the boundaries and the pace of that. Mm. Um, That used to be a lot of stuff we would talk about, like what does healthy boundaries look like? How do you relate well, care well, honor well? And then I realized, first and foremost, I want to honor and celebrate my wife. And so I invite her into that conversation on what that looks like Mm. so that in the home center first, I'm honoring her and our relationship. And then I think then I want to honor my sisters and friends and female colleagues who I work with as well. But it spills out of that kind of open conversation Mm -hmm. with my spouse. So Bobby helps you understand how to be with women? Does she speak into that? Yeah, we talk about like, what would that be cool if I do that? Or here's what I'm thinking. We have an open sense of our schedule and our plans and who we're meeting with because it's not about secrets. It's just about honesty and transparency. And that sets like a good foundation to like, have open conversations about that yeah. and vice versa with she has things with her work her meetings her travel whatever that's good now Theo um, you're not married no. so how do you <laughs> form and make those decisions as a, as a young man on mm. on healthy relationships with women I think uh, so I grew up the youngest uh, of four and I've got two older sisters and an incredible mom so I've always made it it's always been so much easier for me to have girlfriends than guy friends um, and, and maybe that's just I guess that's just the way I was brought up. I, I think a huge thing that it comes back to is just integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, honor is a huge one. Like we both just want honor from each other, um, and we want to be partners with each other. Like we're on this earth together, so let's be partners. <laughs> um, uh, so I think integrity to be able to hold up that expectation of yourself and for the other person, because there are going to be things that you can't expect the other person to do, and there's going to be things that you can't expect yourself to do. So I think the integrity to be able to admit that, but also the integrity to call that out in someone, either um, speaking life into somebody like that, or um, maybe pointing them in another direction. 
Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm. Okay, it's good. Let me jump into the uh, women in the workplace of, especially in Christian ministry, like the era of the, when I was a young kid where you just didn't see women in positions of leadership. Our church mm -hmm. is just hired a senior woman mm -hmm. pastor, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And in Young Life, I, I've been so amazed by the quality of women in our leadership. So starting point is respect. Mm -hmm. Take them out of the box, perhaps that, okay, here's role definition. Mm -hmm. And, um, and value the great contribution, as you said, partnership. There's only so much I as a male can do, and all the way back to the last segment of even that I'm capable in terms of uh, catching the vibe of the room and the, okay, the vulnerability and the transparency that uh, women are able to complement men in an incredible way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like what I'm hearing here. It's like honor, there's integrity, there's also knowing that, you know, the changing role of women in leadership and as, yeah. as, as equals. Mm. I mean, as, as a Filipino woman, mm. you know, the challenge and the difficult climb to get where I am today. And I will say mm. that it was men who are the ones, a lot of men who are the ones who championed me mm. where I am today. Mm. And so I'm so grateful for them, but that's what it takes. It's I think mm. in honoring one another, it's not a competition. Right. It's not a, a pushing down to get ahead. It's, it's really a place of like openness to say, you know, we're all in this together, created by God equally. And how can we help one another? And women as well. Mm -hmm. I know, I'll be honest, you guys, you know, there's a lot of women bashing of men. We have not been, you know, so encouraging of you in, in, in spaces. And I, we need to be better at that. And I think for men to be voice of equality and honor for women is, is important. Mm. One last question in that. How does Jesus inform <clears throat> how you see, you know, women and relationships as you go about life? Mm. Because I think that's really key um, yeah, as we follow Jesus. How does he inform those relationships? I, I always go back, my, one of my favorite stories is just like when the Pharisees bring out the woman that was caught in adultery. Um, and they're like, well, in the Mosaic Law, it says, you know, like we should stone her. Um, they never bring up the point of like what those guys were doing that noticed <laughs> that she yeah. was uh, getting caught in adultery. But um, the way he responded in the way that only he could have responded, with grace and love, mm -hmm. um, to say, anyone who hasn't sinned, you can throw the first stone. Um, it just it equalizes everything immediately, mm -hmm. and says, again, we're all on this, we're all in this together, um, and that when when maybe we don't know where to go, and there, there's this really tough situation, we can just be like, grace, grace first, um, and then see what follows. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it comes from a, a two little, from Adam and Eve and, and from when Jesus is going to send the Holy Spirit. And he uses this descriptive word about the Holy Spirit. And that same word is used in, it, 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 with Adam in respects to Adam and Eve. And, and it's saying the word like submit. Anyone gets all this messed up word about submit, but it says that it's a very present aid. And the Holy Spirit uses the same descriptive of himself. And I said, so when my wife comes in or a, 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 another relation comes, comes in, the descriptive word is very present aid and help. And so like that for me is where we come together and we can lift each one another higher and higher. And uh, I, I think that's one of the way, that's the way that I see this. I said, okay, how can this person who is the opposite sex of me be a very present aid and help in the process of what we're going to? And, and then I'm like, well, that's awesome to see it that way. I'm like, okay, you can do this because I can't. Right. Mm. So yeah. now we can go to this whole nother level. Yeah, that's mm. good. Uh, John chapter four is one of my favorite stories. <clears throat> Jesus and the woman at the Samaritan woman at the well. Oh, yeah. And uh, how he comes alongside a woman who clearly is an outcast. 
But by the end, he's empowered this woman to be an incredible missionary. Mm. And uh, how, are we, how do we take our cue from Jesus? Of Well, come alongside um, and empower them to be all they can. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, awesome. Take it home, Pastor. Yeah. Well, I would just say, I just want to encourage you, Mel, because I think one of the best ways we honor God, follow the example of Jesus, is to call out the beautiful things we see in each other mm -hmm. and allow them to flourish and grow. Uh, when it's not about competition or status or power, it's about seeing who God's created someone to be and naming that and calling them out. So even as you have chased after this and invited us to be a part of this conversation, like we get to learn and grow together also because people have called that out of you and you're doing that to others. And I think that's what it should look like. This other-centered, mutual submission love that Jesus mm, models. Good. I love that. Gonna get a little teary, yeah. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Guys, thank you. Great thoughts. And I think I, I, this conversation could go on and on and on because I think it's so important that together mm. uh, we encourage, honor one another and lift each other up. So thanks so much. Mm, thanks. Thank you. We're now going to go to Coach Drew, who's been listening in, and he has some thoughts and ideas on what it means to have healthy, good relationships with each other. Thanks, Matt. Andrew Blackwood here, also known as Coach Drew, registered psychotherapist. And I want to share my reflections and my thoughts and my encouragement with you about what we just witnessed. We saw the cultivation of community. We saw them talk about some of the similarities about men and the challenges being raised in an environment where competition is just what we do. And on, for some, competition builds camaraderie, but for others, it just puts us in this one-upmanship and comparison thing. And that can create a lot of challenges. But what we witnessed was a redefinition of what it means to be a friend, because Melinda had one definition, whereas each man had a different idea. So what we also witnessed was real conversation. And in my experience, so many people, particularly men, are devoid of real conversation. I mean conversation which makes room to hear someone's heart. Ladies, for the most part, that's what they do. They talk, they label their emotions, they talk about what they're feeling, whereas men, for the most part, seem to be more isolated. And we talked a little bit about mental health and what does it really mean to share with someone? What does it really mean to talk with someone, to be vulnerable? On some level, it's saying, I can't do this on my own, which is countercultural to what we've been conditioned to do. But we witnessed that being changed. We witnessed the talk about integrity and support and partnership and humility, which was not humiliating. So what can we do? Continue to have conversations about our expectations, but to appreciate the differences of each individual. It was wonderful. Thanks, Coach Drew. Great thoughts on how to build healthy relationships. Well, here's my takeaway. Um, I'm at a loss because I think this show really got me thinking about honor, and calling out the goodness of one another, but also and it really encouraged me because I've got four great guys who are really trying their best mm. to honor us as women and to do their best as, as fathers and, and husbands. And so that's my takeaway is to men who are watching and for women who are watching, we're all in this together. We need one another. Let's keep honoring with integrity um, and championing um, our giftings together. So mm. Sean, Theo, 
Dave and Matt, thank you so much for your presence here on Seeking Love. Thank you. Beautiful <laughs> show. Thank you. And to you, our viewers and listeners, thank you for joining us today for all the information about See Here Love, how to watch our shows and read our blogs and hear the backstory. Go to seeherelove.com. And always know, as you struggle through relationships, we need to work and live together listening and cheering one another on. And know that as you do this, you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. You would never, if you saw me in my 20s, you would never picked out my best friends right. that are now today, right. ever. Right. Very but I think different. you probably look back and even look along the way of people who've played significant friendship roles yeah. in my decades. And I'm so thankful for that era of time that we had, and we may not have it anymore, but I look back fondly and say, that was significant friendship. Oh, too bad it's gone. No, I, I celebrate what it was. Melinda's Hair by Paolo Marola. Melinda's Clothing, sponsored by Denise Boutiques. Clothes for every woman. Shopdenise.ca. Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.